0: Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have Mark Baker here to talk with us about one of my favorite topics, marketing KPIs. Mark has spent his entire career in enterprise software. Based in London, he's worked for Oracle for the past 17 years in a range of marketing and sales roles, but most recently as head of marketing strategy and operations across EMEA and APAC. Mark describes himself as a numbers marketer who leaves the colors and fonts to others. The CMO's Guide to Everything
1: podcast is sponsored by Advertos, a digital marketing agency. Advertos helps B2B technology companies to target potential customers with laser accuracy and micro-targeted messaging. The firm leverages a mix of creativity, strategy, and digital technology to produce measurable results. To learn more, visit advertos.com. Hi Mark. Hey, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Glad to have you with us today. So KPIs, it's such an important topic that I think a lot of people struggle with in some ways. So Maybe you can start out and tell us a little bit about how they've changed with the evolution of marketing processes over time.
1: Well, I think there there are probably a couple of of key changes. One, I'm seeing uh, great conversations happening in businesses around how to make sure that the KPIs you use are real and not vanity. You know, a lot of people tend to use um activities oh i had so many people at my event or i had so many people click on my website but if they're the wrong people and the wrong activity you know it's the uh, it's not going to get you anywhere and so making sure that you've got real 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 versus vanity metrics i think trends you know looking at trends and we yeah, have we're moving away from people putting a single number up and saying hey isn't that great it's like well yep, yeah, but does that Good or is that bad or is that better or is that worse? You need to see how things change over time. Um, you know, really looking at back to the, think about the vanity metrics again, outcomes, things that are relevant to executives, to sales. That are you know, we do tend to focus marketeers on marketing because we're very excited and passionate about it. But you've got to put yourself in the shoes of uh, of salespeople, and. Uh, I think all of that supports a really important conversation around the fact that resources into marketing gives outcomes from marketing and that it by and so by being real by being very specific you can be predictive and and help businesses to understand that the, market, the investment they make in marketing is going to get them an outcome.
0: Sure. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, in demand generation, obviously, we choose sales qualified leads as the ultimate KPI. You know, that's what we're after. Um, what about other KPIs that are helpful to give us a more well-rounded picture of what well,
1: else is going on? I love a sales qualified lead, but actually what I really love more is revenue. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> and, you know, and I think there's, there is also a movement with all of that to helping um, look at what what uh, some people refer to as the, the total return on marketing investment, the ROMI, And actually looking at it, not just as the, that handoff point, but actually having marketing take an interest and a level of responsibility for the actual outcome. You know, Of course, if a salesperson chooses not to pick up that lovely qualified lead, they, they qualify and say, yeah, that's a great lead. And then they never work on it. There's little we can do in marketing to to make that, deliver that outcome. But I think the, by looking at all the way to the end and looking at the revenue, I think that's really, really important for marketing these days.
0: So what would you say to, you know, kind of that traditional friction between marketing and sales where, you know, once it goes to sales, marketing says we have no control. And then sales says, you know, marketing isn't giving us the leads that we want. You know, how would yeah. you address that friction in
1: your KPIs? I, th- I think it's you do look at that middle point, which is the sales qualified leads, but you also continue looking at, um, you know, by partnering with sales, by partnering with sales um, operations, you look at what level of activity there is against the opportunities that marketing passes. You look at the win rates of, mar- of marketing created opportunities and, the, and doing a compare between um, what sales is doing for their own. Um, yep. you can really very often find that marketing opportunities, because they've been nurtured and warmed up, and pe- we've got built a relationship with them already, actually close faster, close more often with a better outcome. And uh, by again, by looking at that entire end-to-end process, you can start to build a better partnership that's based on ultimately the same goals, which is mm-hmm. building revenue, right.
0: I I, personally, you know, we've had a lot of discussions on this podcast recently about that teamwork and it's being so critical. So I think the more those silos break down, the more, you know, particularly as people start implementing ABM, you know, that it begins to work a bit smoother as you say towards the revenue goal.
1: Regardless of the tactic, you know, you could you can have great alignment with very big segments. You don't have to get down to the account level. That's that's a very natural push-pull when you're you're talking about a specific large account plan. But mm-hmm. if you've got goals for a segment and can work closely together and, and make sure you're using all your data to ensure that your marketing and your sales efforts are well aligned. Um, I've seen loads of situations where, where you, end, you draw the Venn diagram and marketing's marketing over here and sales is operating over here. And you know, we're only getting that very small bit of inter- intersection between the two. And so we're wasting energy on both sides. Yeah. Uh, so it's again, that alignment is so important from top down.
0: I agree. I agree. What sorts of KPIs do you find most helpful in a brand awareness campaign?
1: when you're doing brand awareness in my view the only thing that really matters is what the customers and what the prospects are telling you original research is everything um and you know when i started in this game the only way to do original research was to hire a firm with a bank of phone callers spend three months phone calling enough people to get the responses you needed and then spend two months with somebody with some data scientist working the excel spreadsheets to get stuff at which point your date your original date is six months out of date, and you don't really know <laughs> where you are <laughs> right. um, these days there's so many great online research houses who are using the same sorts of um, uh, test groups that uh, that the the caller the calling agencies are doing but but if you want to understand what what brand what's happening with your brand, taking that temperature on a regular basis is the only way. And, you know, you, you can do it relatively inexpensively these days and and do it on a, a really regular cadence. If you can do a monthly cadence, you know, for your key markets and just ask 250 people. That's all it takes. Stats are wonderful. Yeah. Ask 250 people. Do they know you? Do they know what you do? Would they buy from you if they did? You can build a very clear brand health view, which is Just absolute magic if you're investing in pure brand work.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good suggestion for sure. So it's hard to talk about KPIs without delving a little bit into attribution. With so many channels, so many touch points, accurate attribution can be this hugely complicated challenge. So, what kinds of models have you found
1: helpful? Well, I can tell you the model I found least helpful, and that's (laughs) Last Touch. Last touch is the worst thing you can do to a marketing organization. If you want your marketeers to be fighting at, you know, it's like, the, like those old 1950s, 1960s comedies where there's a handbag sale and everyone dives into the handbags trying to grab them. And everyone's in there trying to make sure that their activity is the thing that is that tips the customer over into a lead. And I have seen so much bad behavior at many companies and talking to all my CMO colleagues uh, in various various businesses. It's It's really poisonous. Last touch is absolutely poisonous. Um, And what you need to do to get past that is to move to a more um, multi-touch attribution model where you can give, you know, because if an opportunity comes across the line, maybe it was an event, which was the last thing they did before turning, flowing as a lead, getting past the score, turning into an opportunity. But chances are, you know, it, it typically most of us are still using contact-based um, flow, lead flow systems rather than account-based lead flow systems these days. And well, what about the interactions you had with other people at that account? Maybe you talked to the HR person and the IT person, but not the finance person, but they're the one who flowed because of the things they heard from the other people. So you really need to have, um, have, have some great data and really drill into the data to understand and and allow people to take credit for the great work they're doing and it and not just before that lead flows after as well marketing has such a an opportunity to impact the quality of the engagement and the sale by going you know, after lead flow, broader in the account, you know, get more people interested, get more people educated so that while the salesperson is working the account, they're there too. And you can really get some fascinating information there around, again, you know, marketing close rates, marketing um, speed, you know, there's a lot of great data there. And, and I think last touch attribution, while the easiest is definitely the easiest, is, is the least helpful.
0: OK, that's a that's an excellent point. I can definitely see how that would be the case. Um, what about any anomalies you have found with traditional KPIs not actually tracking with marketing successes?
1: Well, again, I think there's so many different things that happen in a marketing funnel. And you can end up, you know, you can be looking at your looking at just the web, the web traffic and say, wow, what great web traffic. It's up 50 percent year on year. But that may be that may be good because maybe we've actually decreased the amount of um, spend driving people to the website and that's all organic, which is all good. But maybe at the same time, we're actually attracting the wrong people. Perhaps perhaps they're all people looking for some other company and they come to our website because it's a similar name and they're not progressing anywhere. And those are the sorts of things you can see. You can end up with you know, great web traffic, That leads to nowhere, great form fills, which lead to nowhere, even great lead volumes, qualified lead volumes, which ultimately deliver no revenue because we're um just because we're marketing to the wrong people. We're hitting the wrong seniority, the wrong job role, the wrong segment in the market, and people are interested but can't afford it. You know, there's lots of different reasons why those leading indicators can be false and and it goes the other way too you can you can actually see over time and if you uh you know perhaps if you uh install a new uh scoring model for your leads maybe it's actually a better scoring model and so it's actually flowing fewer leads but you're getting much higher conversion rates much better close rates so you need to have a look at all of those things and really understand your entire Funnel and what good looks like in in a funnel, and then be constantly tweaking all those those different points, and otherwise you will find yourself thinking you're heading in one direction and finding you've landed in somewhere completely different.
0: I think that ties in really well to your very first point in this conversation. It's more about the revenue than it is about any of these other factors.
1: It is, and you know, and I never go you know throw away my leading indicators. I want sure. I want all my leading indicators. I have. Um, I've been working on a, a KPI model at the moment um, and, you know, the outcome metrics are very, very clear for marketing. They And there are just a few of them. And that's, that's a really interesting thing. The outcome metrics, you know, whether it's the pipe, it's the revenue, it's the, the brand, those are the outcomes and that's what really matters. But the list of activity metrics we have by tactical area for social, for digital, for the web, for, the, um, for customer marketing, for, uh, oh, for events, lots and lots and lots, and they're really, really important. Uh, so you, know, you need those as well. And you need, because the teams need those to understand how their teams are functioning. You know, the, lead, the marketing leadership needs all that. Um, but the, another area that I think is is left out is the readiness metrics. Where is the budget? Do we have the enough people? Do we have the right people? Are the budget is the budget people ratio right team by team, or do we have some some teams that have too much budget and some teams that don't have enough? Uh, and there's a lot of work that can be done there in terms of staffing and skills and budget alignment um, that I think a lot of marketing teams miss out. And, uh, you know, I've done a lot of work at that and making sure that we've got the right people, the right amount of budget and the right platforms in place to make the marketing team successful. And if you're not reporting on it. you probably you probably don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, kind of in thinking about all of these things, maybe top five tips to better evaluate marketing initiatives that you can leave our audience with
1: yeah I, you know I think like I'm saying, start with be aware of what the metrics, what metrics you need to make sure you're successful and split them into the things that make sure that you're ready, the things that make sure that the activity is running the way you think it is, and that the then that the outcome is what you think it should be. those those are being on top of that, having a model, whatever's right for your business is 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 good, but there's lots of great examples out there. Um, my second one, Be very selective with the metrics you're using with your stakeholders, with the C levels, with your heads of sales. Be very, very selective. Do not swamp them with all the things that matter to you, but which probably don't matter to them. I have seen salespeople say, wait a minute, how come my SEO rank isn't high enough uh, for this product? And, you know, that, but that's a rarity. Talk to them about, the pipeline you're delivering talk to them about this the wins they're getting be across their metrics i think going back to what i said at the beginning number three is make sure that you're linking when you're talking to your execs and your salespeople. The that, that the outcomes are linked to the inputs that without people without money to spend and platforms to do the work you're not going to get the outcomes and and i have Um, not recently, but in businesses where where you know people seem to keep on wanting to uh, cut the budget and expect better, better returns. Now we're and we'll just take 10% of the headcount and 20% of the of the spend. And can you do 50% more pipe for us? It's like, (laughs) no, it doesn't work that way. You know, if only, if only. But yeah, so you make sure you make that link in people's minds and, and continue to drive it and show as much as you can, the ratios. Because there are you know, lots of good ratio yeah. models for investment to outcome. And, and if you can use those, you can make a good case. Um, again, back to what I said up front, don't use a single number to make an impression, show a trend, show how it's different from last week, last quarter, last year, as you're, you're continue- continuing to invest. And, you know, and then again, be in that position to look at all those inputs and all those trends and all the rest of that to predict actually, because, you know, that's going to help you set targets. That's going to help you set expectations, um, which is a, a terrible challenge for most marketeers is setting expectations, realistic expectations. Um, and again, that's going to help you back to your relationships with the executive, your relationships with the sales team and, and help marketing be the great success it should be.
0: Absolutely. I You know, we, as an agency, I talk to clients all the time and they want to know what to expect, right? And that's one of the things that I try to drive home to them so often is, well, your comparison is you. What matters is what happens over time. What did you do last year versus what you're going to do today? It's not really helpful to compare yourself to anyone else really because their metrics are not relevant to yours they don't mean exactly. the same things for their business they don't mean the same things for their team yeah, targets, you know, targets so.
1: will be different you know the metrics yeah. may be the same but the targeting will be different right. and the expectations will be different and you will invest differently in terms of both your people and your money depending on as you said whether we're looking at doing brand whether we're driving demand generation whether we're enabling our salespeople or serving our customers yeah, they, yeah. They all require different levels of investment, different KPIs, and will deliver different outcomes.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Mark. I really appreciate it. And hopefully you'll come back and see us again at some point.
1: Thanks so much, Laura. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you very much. Cheers.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and drop us a review on iTunes. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. Tag me on Twitter at CMOGTE podcast and let me know what you think about the show and if there's any topic you'd like to hear about in the future. And until next time, this is Laura Cuddle, your host from the CMO's Guide to Everything.